Did I do? Did I mute myself? Oh, okay. Here we go. I hear you. Okay, I can hear you too. Great. Greetings, Luke Zirikoff. This is Mino Cristante. We are of Illuminous Audio, a speaker and audio component manufacturer, boutique manufacturing. And I am the mouthpiece of the outfit, although Luke is extremely verbal and highly communicative as well. And Luke is the designer and creator of the Gravitas speaker system and various other components, feet components and isolation decoupling and other audio components. And we wanted to share some time today and talk about the Gravitas speaker system, why it's unique, why it's a wonderful system and share more insights with interested audiophiles who are seriously considering making the Gravitas uh, a part of their audio family. Welcome, Luke. Thanks, Mino. How's the weather in Spokane, Washington, or the Spokane Valley? Oh, it's uh, lovely, and we're just, uh, in, we enjoy the winter. We get a lot more listening time that time of year, but uh, it's nice to get out, especially and see more customers and other industry people that uh, we don't see as much during the winter. So as the weather turns, it's nice to get on a plane and go see some folks we haven't seen for a while. Wow. Yeah, that sounds, that's a good time of year to, to do that. I want to ask you a few questions today or talk about some things that customers have asked about and they're always curious about. A, there's certain questions that keep coming up. It doesn't seem, they never seem to get old and they always seem to yeah. be asking for a new answer to the same questions. Uh, what would you consider to be the most significant difference between the Gravitas, which we're seeing back behind you there and other yeah. speaker systems? Well, the number one thing has to be we're the only loudspeaker full range system that's been designed where we use <clears throat> isolation and gravity for both our monitors and subwoofers. And the result of that design is a much more pure and balanced sound that no other loudspeaker has been able to, to produce. Okay. Um, the, uh, and I guess the design is so critical in that happening. Uh, I see that they are suspended or hanging. And could you tell me a little bit about that and why that would be the case? I mean, I've, I have seen a couple of speaker projects that have attempted this, but as far as I know, nowhere in the world is there such a system. Well, sure, you know, and the interesting part, there's a, there's a very, very, very long answer to that question and a shorter one. I'm going to try to do the shorter one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the shorter answer is it's, uh, it's a balanced engineering design. So in every parameter that there is for a product build, there's things like mass, um, 
So there's a total mass, no matter how much volume it's occupying of, of what is the mass of something is like density. Uh, physical space of how much volume it takes up physically with a, a cabinet per se. And then, the, and this is the real wild card out there in uh, state-of-the-art speaker design in the last five years really was if you have some weight or some density for an inert cabinet, wouldn't lots more be beneficial? So if you thought, well, if you could make a loudspeaker out of a bank vault, wouldn't that be the best sounding speaker <laughs> in the world? Because that's a 100 some, some speakers. I'm sorry to interrupt. Some, I mean, <laughs> there's some speaker systems out there that they keep in a bank vault when they're not using them, given what the, <laughs> sure. given their outlay to. Um, <laughs> to to acquire them but go ahead yeah no and so we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss any one part of those or have way too much or too little of any given part of a design that's going to work together with the other elements for the benefit of the whole system so what we found through a lot of testing was, of course, we need inner cabinets, but the question being is how big does that need to be? Does it really have to be as large as you often see out there in the market? So say it's uh, five feet tall and it weighs a thousand pounds. Does that actually sound better than something that is uh, simply a two-way, uh, such as our Gravitas monitor, that's a monitor or a, a mid-range and a tweeter in a really small cabinet that's also really inert and a sealed design instead of ported. You know, what, what would that ultimately sound like compared to other speakers, especially with our decoupling of our, our cabinet from its floor stand? So the, to answer the question about uh, the design of what parts of how big, how heavy, um, two-way or how many drivers, all that stuff. A lot of times we kind of come back to this most ancient uh, and primitive principle, yet it is sonically correct. And uh, the example being is gongs that are thousands of years old in their design. And everyone has seen these to where they're they're hanging from some sort of very stable structure on some kind of loose strap material. So when the gong is struck, the harmonics and sound that does uh, come from the gong is able to radiate unfettered or undisturbed or unaltered from its body. So the sound coming out is as undisturbed as possible by whatever is holding it in place. Right. I think that's so really amazing. Was... Yeah, I think yeah. it's a fascinating concept. And uh, I've done a little bit of, you know, the five minutes of cursory homework of like, okay, where do gongs originate from? And what is their nature? And what's fascinating to discover is that the concept of a suspended mechanical sound source, and ironically, they, the gongs are round, that look almost like a speaker driver. <laughs> yeah. It's a, one of the most classic Chinese, like the Chow Gong. I'll have to be corrected by that by some of our Asian interested folks um, of Chinese, Western China origin. And as old as 4,000 years old in origin. 
and is recently being used for communication purposes at 600 AD. And some of those gongs, I could see that there was like a tweeter mid-range and lower frequency on the outer perimeter of the, of the gong as if it were sending out a harmonic um, signal that was tuned. And it seemed to me that what I discovered was that they are so efficient in delivering signal through the air that some gongs were positioned to communicate between the population centers that were as far as 50 miles away. So you had a okay. gong system wow. communicating. Uh, you know, here come the Huns at 50 mile distances. Uh, so that is kind of an amazing, it must have been a very, very efficient application of turning mechanical energy into an acoustic signal. And so it just seems it occurred to me that, wow, maybe that's why the gravitas performs so well in delivering that signal. And then you put it into an inert cabinet, which means that we have less challenges to deal with you know, locally to the, to the driver. And so it's, and it's, they don't have to just weigh a ton to be better. They just simply have to not interfere with that, that signal. So I just that's thought that was very well a, put in that. Is, yeah, that, that's exactly right. You know, that is really why our design works so well is Oftentimes, the thought in design and in engineering is if some is good, a whole lot more must be better. In loudspeaker design and certainly in the cabinet, uh, that is not the case. And in fact, what often we, what I hear and see in other designs is what I would call overdamped, to where there is so much material that some of the sound that does that of course emanates from the driver itself is overly absorbed into the cabinet. So some of that energy is actually pulled away and sucked out before it can leave the loudspeaker and be free of that enclosure to where the sound that does come out is only what is transmitted from the driver and not somehow decreased or increased from the cabinet. Yeah, that's really something to, it's not as apparent as it may seem because so many floor standing loudspeakers systems are large and actually completely either embrace, ignore, or try to mitigate what they consider to be the inescapable reality that they need to build two skyscrapers in the room that have to be very heavy and that that's just life. And we're gonna, we're gonna fix the problem in the mix of the crossovers. And then we're going to use materials that we feel are gonna be the most inert, or we're gonna port the speakers in order to just simply embrace the resonance and seek to you know, tune the speakers that way. So what do you think is the most important 
consideration of just simply selecting speakers. There's so many out there. And what 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 would your quick take on that be? I know it's a crazy question, but every it's on everybody's mind who has a system. Sure. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of information out there, whether it be from directly from manufacturers, reviewers, uh, you name it. And there's quite a bit of misinformation about this is the parameter that makes a speaker sound good or bad. And what I would direct someone to do is to think about some of the principles like ported cabinets versus sealed. Uh, we use sealed for the, the sole purpose of not having to tune to a port or having port noise or just overly extended bass no matter what uh, through a port that's just inescapable. So that would be, I guess, one of the main things for people to think about is a sealed design can have uh, a much more balanced and accurate sound in general. But the just as important is that is the setup of their loudspeaker in the room. While it can't make a bad speaker good, it can make a good speaker sound great. And so that's something that, that I you know, prided myself on is the skill to set up and tune our loudspeakers to clients' rooms. And that's been a big um, area of difficulty that's overcome through through the room tuning process. Right. Well, when people think about a speaker like the Gravitas, I, they tend to really, it's on their mind. And I think this might be related to the concept of a sealed speaker uh, reducing the resonant capability of the enclosure itself the fact that they are just made out of a solid body of aluminum is extremely cool, but does that matter as far as the seal goes? Uh, I guess some people might wonder how relevant it is. You know, it, solid it, it does. Make, it does. Um, aluminum especially when it's uh, a certain thickness. Uh, ours are half an inch uh, thickness for the enclosure walls. Um, that's kind of the point of diminishing returns too. You can go thicker, but there is no audible difference. And even on a, a with a laser vibrometer or something to measure vibration in a wall panel, around half an inch that is fairly well braced is plenty thick to absorb virtually all vibration. Mm. But an interesting, aspect about aluminum is there's a fairly soft metal. So it does have some absorptive qualities, uh, more so than with something like steel or titanium or glass. So when we use aluminum, we kind of get the best of both worlds, um, strength wise and vibration resistant wise. And when we combine it with a seal design, then we're getting into this territory of a really, uh, unaltered sound to where when the rest of the the speakers designed well from the internal wiring to the crossover design to the drivers themselves that final that last five yards of the cabinet material being aluminum it's just that finishing touch that takes something from a pretty good to a world-class sound wow i 
I'm seeing, we talked about the room before being so the elephant in the room. And I see some of the, the our conference room that you have there in Spokane area. Uh, does, what kind of room would our system perform in? How versatile is the system? Do we need a, a German living room that is might be quite small, might be narrow, or do we need a barn or would this work? Uh, what type of situation <laughs> sure. are, are we talking about here? Uh, interestingly enough, most rooms can perform well with, with our Gravitas speakers when we take the time to do uh, a really precise tuning and placement of the speakers in the room. And what I say by taking the time is if I go quickly and do setup, I can do most customers' rooms in about an hour. And that's placing both monitors and both subs and doing uh, a full tuning and listening test that we finish by letting the customer confirm hearing the difference and saying, okay, this is what my ears are hearing. This is the best arrangement. Do you agree? So we, we have to agree on that before we are finished with a tune. But any given room is unique and each room has different natural resonances and reflections and optimal point uh, for a listening spot or listening area in a sense, there's more than one point. And so the speakers uh, need to be placed to work with that as best as possible. So there's oftentimes at least two primary ways uh, to, to set up in a room. We can go in a short wall, which is the, the narrowest wall of the room, or we can do longer wall. There's pros and cons uh, to each of those, but again, it's kind of a listener preference thing and also having the room still usable for those that don't have a dedicated listening room and it still needs to be a workable living space. All that stuff has to be taken into account, but it can definitely work out well. And it takes quite a few years of practicing this in different rooms, but after a while you just kind of get the knack and so they're versatile. Can, in other words, they really, they can fit in different rooms. But what I find interesting in the phenomenon we've talked about before is that when a listener decides to pull the trigger and make a significant investment in their system, they really don't know what they've done until it's done. So um, <clears throat> you were talking more about just briefly about uh our system being in someone's room um, and but we really don't know how it's going to sound until we're in that room right so how do we get how does that customer get how is it possible for them to know for sure what's going to happen if they have to purchase the system first and then put it in their listening room that's a great question, and it's one that is not asked enough um, for people that are in pursuit of a uh, their first ever high-end loudspeaker or a better uh, loudspeaker than they've had. And one thing that we like to get from every 
customer is uh, just rough estimates. It doesn't have to be exact of their room dimensions. And along with that, we like to know what else is in the room and where it is just a, a rough description or a sketch if they can, but they could just describe their room in general. And that gives us a good idea about which way things might do their best for the loudspeakers to be pointed as far as which part of the room. And we can always make it work. I mean, there's no challenge that's, that's uh, not able to be addressed with the room tuning prospects. But when we can, we try to work with the room as much as we can. And part of what makes our Gravitas system so unique and works so well with such a wide range of rooms is we use a stereo pair of self-powered subwoofers that fill in a lot of the low to mid-range sound. And you think, well, what do you mean mid-range sound? And Interestingly enough, people think of subwoofers or low range sound as relegated to that space only when in fact, it provides a lot of audible cues to the rest of what you hear in the mids and the highs. So our system we, with our separate subwoofers, we can kind of place those wherever they need to be to work with just the natural dimensions of the room of where sound waves get loaded up, where they cancel each other out, where things start getting out of balance, we can fix that at both the monitors and in particular the subwoofer placement, crossover settings and phase to where when we're done with our tuning, the, the loudspeakers are working totally with the room. And it's an amazing experience when people hear this, that it's just like a mind blown experience. And I, I feel that every time I do one of those tunes, because when you first just plunk down some speakers, they sound good. But after tuning, it's it's a whole nother level of wow. And people are just thrilled. So, so you're saying and, essentially we're going to go in with a qualified prospect, prospective customer, and they have have a serious commitment to consider the system as their own, we are going to go into their reference room ourselves and take a demo set and tune that room and present that in such a way that they can know for sure. So we're kind of playing the role of a showroom dealer and the speaker designer fabricator and the audio consultant. So we want to touch all those bases or collaborate with whoever their team is in order to find out, is this the system that's for them? You bring up a great point, you know, and that's something about, um, do, is there such thing as uh, any given loudspeaker that can be optimal for a wide range of rooms? And the short answer to that is no, that's not possible because of the tuning uh, dilemma of it has to be placed in a way that it, it optimizes whatever it can with the room. But what we do for clients and it, it really works out nice is once we go and we take a Gravitas system, that's our traveling set, if you will, 
and we placed it. And before we're even finished with room tuning, you should see the look on people's faces of, I cannot believe the sound and they're yet they're physically small, but the sound is huge. Soundstage is huge. Room pressurization is big. Just it has this big performance aspect without being ostentatious or just dominating the room with this massive set of loudspeakers. So because I have heard the objection. I would just say that people... Go ahead. I'm sorry. They have heard the objection. Well, uh, how heavy are they? Well, that's not heavy enough yeah, to perform true. well. It's not big enough. And that's something yes. that is, um, I'll, I'll respect people's opinion or respect where they're coming from or their, however, of course. Um, I'll ask the question to you, uh, is, 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 is it the bigger they are, the better they sound? Or is there a certain size where, if I have an Alexandria set in my room, am I going to have a sound that is completely unparalleled in the annals of listening? Or is it's that a, important? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I have. A, yeah, well, there's a couple things about that in where this all got started in the history of loudspeakers is in the earlier days before there was technology for exotic materials like aluminum, uh, most all loudspeakers were made out of plywood and or particle board or often a combo of both. And they didn't weigh very much. Even larger speakers were not that heavy. They were fairly light, say they were 15 pounds for a a full range floor standing speaker. And that's, that's just all there was. As driver technology began to increase to where drivers could have uh, more and more power and clarity combined, just uh, a whole new level of technology in the drivers and crossover materials, cabinets had a long way to go to catch up to what could be done in the rest of the, the loudspeaker design. So as a result, when speakers became heavier, um, some companies and even uh, prospective customers would say, well, if it's heavier, it should sound better, shouldn't it? And that, that whole way with, adding weight to it was, yeah. I mean, it seemed, I see a parallel with the automobile industry <laughs> yeah, sure. in the 50s where they got, we, we consider today that they were enormous, but if a car was just the size of a small building, that was, that was not enormous. That was, you know, it was better. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, loudspeakers is in of that same era to where when more weight and more mass became in vogue, in a sense, the heavier and more massive it was perceived, it could be perceived as a better design when in fact, adding that kind of mass produces two problems. One, it starts making a physically large surface area that has a lot of refraction off the driver. So there's a very uh, irregular refraction pattern off the enclosure itself. And the other part is that kind of weight usually translates into a duller sound. It just, it sounds, 
lifeless because there's actually too, so much mass that some of those really high frequency harmonics that come out of the driver that's supposed to be there are extinguished by so much mass they're overly absorbed if that makes sense so possibly i'm theorizing that in many cases speaker manufacturers have tried to compensate that by the way they design their crossover uh, i've been shocked by that's exactly right yeah really, and really kind wonderful people that i've been with in their rooms and they're very knowledgeable and they really enjoy their system really enjoy listening to recordings uh, but then we have done different experiences with them and demos are like, well, I, I can't feel the energy coming through the floor. What happened? You know, <laughs> well, well, what happened was that that energy didn't get wasted. It didn't go into the floor and then it's like an oil spill on the floor and then bouncing back up in itself. And then why do I want, I didn't come to listen to get, a foot massage and i came to hear and now i know that that performance is coming not through the floor but through the air and so there doesn't have to be as much energy over to overcompensate for the fact that you're really not hearing that music what you're hearing is the speaker enclosure conducting all that energy down into the floor which is not where one necessarily wants it to be, especially if their listening room is in a basement and it's a concrete floor or even a suspended floor in a daily's room of a post-production house. That's not where you want the energy to be. You want the energy to be in you because it's a fantastic musical experience. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, and that's a, a great point you bring up. And that's one of the premier elements that the Gravitas system does far beyond any system ever develops and makes it work well with a lot of rooms because we don't transfer very much vibrational energy into the floor because everything is mechanically isolated. And a lot of times people interchange isolation and dampening in the loudspeaker world of there can be accessory feed or something about the design that would be claimed to be isolation when in fact that's more of a dampening with additional mass or weights or just physically larger whereas our design can retain a smelly, a fairly small footprint while not transferring mechanical energy into the floor so it's kind of this thought about it's not so much how much mass it's a right amount of mass that is then isolated. So it isn't going into the room. It's just the purity of signal coming out of the loudspeaker to the listener and trying to take the room out of the equation as much as possible. Okay. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Well, <clears throat> I think we've covered a lot of questions, at least gotten started uh, about important considerations about what type of system to get, how the room interacts and in this new audio industry where customers are really going to be seeking a new way to discover what's best for them i think our solution is a viable approach in which we're offering to uh, include our product with the service 
of ensuring that they're going to have a great performance by coming into the listening space. And so I think that that's something that makes, it's going to make it better, a better experience in cases where if a dealer is not able to, or if a customer um, can no longer avail themselves of a, of a high quality, extremely high quality system, and they have to invest a large uh, amount of money in order to know after the fact what their performance is. Um, and yet our, our product is particularly unique. And I think that we're going to welcome lots of questions from folks and so they can understand why it's unique, that it's not unique and different simply to be different. Uh, what I think is interesting is how you have incorporated, gone back to an architecture that's thousands of years old and was proven then, and then married it to space age materials and a great ear. So that that's something that I think is makes it exciting to be a part of us selling the Gravitas system. Um, let's, I think when we uh, are going to wrap this up for today, Luke, and thanks so much for having some time to share with me about talking about the Gravitas speaker system. Uh, we've talked on about the room, the Gravitas speaker itself, and some of its qualities, some of its uh, characteristics, and why it's different. And I think in upcoming get-togethers, we're going to have some fun exploring maybe room placement. Maybe we'll actually be nice to see. We, I know we can't over yes. Zoom tell the difference between performance, but I think we can at least hear from you what you're experiencing when you move the speakers around the room or at least show, okay, I'm going to do this. And this is what I'm going to attend. This is probably what I'm going to experience in this kind of room so that viewers and listeners can know, okay, this is kind of what they're going to do when they come to our home or when they come into our uh, post-production room, what is involved for them. So, well, thanks a lot, Luke. This is Mino Cristante with Luke Zitterkoff. And we are with the Illuminous Audio Company presenting the Gravitas speaker system. And if you like information from this video, please uh, click on subscribe, where we would like to invite uh, folks to future Zoom meetings and webinars, and would like to get participation from folks who are interested in joining us and do this on a more regular basis, please visit Illuminous Audio, A-L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S, audio.com. And we'll be sharing with you a lot more information. You can also check with me, look for me on various forums, various audiophile forums. I'll be happy to visit with you or uh, go to the website and give us a call, or you can email me or Luke. And let's answer your questions and get come to your home and let's play some music. Thanks so much, Luke. Uh, appreciate your time. 
and i hope to hope to see you soon thanks again all right take care